You say, that can't be right. Surely he had to do something. LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, coming to you from Riverside, California. In podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we read the entire Bible in a year. Our reading today is Romans 3 and 4. After that, I'll have a comment or two about the chapters, and I'll tell you about my favorite spot, a place where I'm both relaxed and invigorated, and how that feeling relates to today's scripture. And then there's the On This Day in Church History segment. Let's get started. Romans chapter 3 Therefore, what advantage does the Jew have, or what is the value of circumcision? Actually, there are many advantages. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God. What then? If some did not believe, does their unbelief nullify the faithfulness of God? Absolutely not. Let God be proven true, and every human being shown up as a liar, just as it is written, quote, so that you will be justified in your words and will prevail when you are judged, unquote. But if our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God, what shall we say? The God who inflicts wrath is not unrighteous, is he? I'm speaking in human terms. Absolutely not. For otherwise, how could God judge the world? For if by my lie the truth of God enhances his glory, why am I still actually being judged as a sinner? And why not say, let us do evil so that good may come of it, as some who slander us allege that we say. Their condemnation is deserved. What then? Are we better off? Certainly not, for we have already charged that Jews and Greeks alike are all under sin. Just as it is written, quote, There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. Together they have become worthless. There is no one who shows kindness, not even one. Unquote. Or, quote, Their throats are open graves. They deceive with their tongues. The poison of asps is under their lips, unquote. and quote, their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness, unquote. and quote, their feet are swift to shed blood, ruin and misery are in their paths, and the way of peace they have not known, unquote. and there is no fear of God before their eyes. Unquote. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For no one is declared righteous before him by the works of the law, for through the law comes the knowledge of sin. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God, which is attested by the law and the prophets, has been disclosed, namely, the righteousness of God through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but they are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God publicly displayed Him at His death as the mercy seat accessible through faith. This was to demonstrate His righteousness, because God in His forbearance had passed over the sins previously committed. This was also to demonstrate His righteousness in the present time, so that he would be just and the justifier of the one who lives because of Jesus' faithfulness. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. By what principle? Of works? No, but by the principle of faith, 
For we consider that a person is declared righteous by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles too? Yes, of the Gentiles too. Since God is one, he will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then nullify the law through faith? Absolutely not. Instead, we uphold the law. Romans chapter 4 What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness, just as David also described the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. He said, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Does this blessedness then come upon the circumcised only or upon the uncircumcised also? For we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. How then was it accounted? While he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had while still uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all those who believe, though they are uncircumcised, that righteousness might be imputed to them also, and the father of circumcision to those who not only are of the circumcision, but who also walk in the steps of faith which our father had while still uncircumcised. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void, and the purpose made of no effect, because the law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead, and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who, contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in the faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform. And therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses, and was raised because of our justification. Do you have a favorite place? Some place on the planet that you think about when you wish you could just get away from it all. Some place where you're both relaxed and excited at the same time. Well, for me, that place is a little campsite in the Yosemite wilderness. 
It's a place nestled in where the Merced River takes a gentle 90-degree turn on its way down to the Yosemite Valley. I love to sit in my mind's eye just at that corner amidst the pine trees as the Stellar's Jays call out and the occasional brown trout jumps out of the gently flowing water chasing a mosquito for dinner. Since it's out in the wilderness, this spot is well away from the crushing crowds of tourists who never leave the paved paths of the Yosemite Valley. Only backpackers get to see this area. It's a beautiful spot, and oh, so relaxing and invigorating at the same time, because so relatively few get to enjoy this place. Well, that's how I feel about Romans chapter 4, peaceful and invigorated. I love to read this chapter. The excitement comes first for me. How can you not be excited or invigorated to read, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness? Wait, what? All he did was believe God, and God credited him with righteousness? Really? You mean old Abe didn't have to go slay a dragon or kill a thousand bulls or starve himself for a month or, or, or anything? He just believed God? Yeah, that's it, according to Paul here in Romans. You say, that can't be right. Surely he had to do something. Nope. Listen, Paul said, now to the one who works... His pay is not credited due to grace, but due to obligation. But to the one who does not work, but believes in the one who declares the ungodly righteous, his faith is credited as righteousness. Abraham's faith was credited as righteousness, not his work, because that would have been a payment of obligation. Well, you heard the chapter. Paul went into a fair amount of detail, and all of it good. And it is all so exciting to see that it is not works that earns righteousness. And that's a good thing, keeping in mind what Paul wrote in chapter 3. You know, where he said, There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. Together they have become worthless. There is no one who shows kindness, not even one. Well, that sort of sounds hopeless, doesn't it? But back here in chapter 4, we get the good news that Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. What's good about that? The closing sentences of chapter 4 tell us. And here are those sentences. But the statement, it was credited to him, was not written only for Abraham's sake, but also for our sake, to whom it will be credited, those who believe in the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was given over because of our transgressions and was raised for the sake of our justification. This is the part of the chapter that gives me peace. I'm excited that God's plan for man is so incredibly generous. Believe and be righteous. I find infinite peace in the knowledge that this lavish grace is extended to you and to me. When we really begin to grasp this truth, there's nothing that can steal your peace. I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Comment at comment.lifespringmedia.com or send me an email, steve at lifespringmedia.com. I'll share your comments on the show. Boost! <laughs> Boost! 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 Hey, remember yesterday I said that uh, Sean wrote me an email saying that it was sort of difficult to get this whole Fountain app going and all the other things to stream sats? Well, <laughs> Sean sent me a boostagram this morning. He said, it's working, it's working. <laughs>
and he sent 2,500 sats using Fountain. So, Sean, I'm glad you got it going, and thank you for the Boostagram. Hey, one other point about the Fountain app, as well as most other podcasting 2.0 apps that you can find at newpodcastapps.com, is that you can see the different cover art I create for each episode. I like to make the art relate in some way with the day's scripture, which, if you'd like to try your hand at that, I'd greatly appreciate your donation of time and talent. All the past cover art is on the website. Just go to lifespringmedia.com and you'll see a link at the top of the page for Show Album Art. And if you'd like to try your hand at it, there's a zip file that you can download there with the elements that I use to create the art. If you're a creative type, I'd love to see what you come up with. And when you contribute that art, that's all part of the time, talent, or treasure part of Value for Value. If you like what you're hearing, please help me to keep it going. Support the show in whatever way makes sense for you. I'm depending on you to decide which of those or how much value you feel is right if you decide that you want to send some treasure. Go to support.lifespringmedia.com or stream and boost sats in a podcasting 2.0 podcast app. However you support the show, I am very, very thankful and appreciative. As members of the LifeSpring family, you are very much a part of producing the show, and when you support it, you're helping to spread the good news. God bless you. This day in church history, September 12, 1851, was the birth of Francis E. Clark, Canadian Congregational Minister. In 1881, he founded the Christian Endeavor Movement, a forerunner and prototype of today's church youth fellowships. So if you've ever been a part of a youth group, you can thank Francis E. Clark. And on September 12, 1928, the first international conference of the Pocket Testament League convened in Birmingham, England. I had never heard of the Pocket Testament League, so I did a little bit of research. I found out that in 1893, Helen Cadbury gave her life to Christ at the age of 12, and then shortly afterwards, she organized a group of friends into a club that they called the Pocket Testament League. And did you notice her name, Helen Cadbury? Yeah, her dad is the one that started Cadbury Chocolates. Yummy! Our reading tomorrow will be Genesis 4 through 7. Among other things, we'll read about Cain and Abel and Noah and the Flood. Be sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss an episode. Go to subscribe.lifespringmedia.com where you'll find links to help you subscribe. Or in most podcast apps, all you have to do is search for my name, Steve Webb, or search for the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible. We don't have any new prayer requests today, but if you have something that you'd like the family to pray with you about, go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com. You'll find an easy-to-fill-out form there where you can put any details you'd like to, and if you want to stay anonymous, you can tell me that there. Tell a friend about the show. This podcast is about getting the Word of God into more hands and more ears. That's always a good thing, right? And one last thing. Yesterday, I told you about the incredible show, The Chosen. And I told you that I'd have a link to the website for that show, which I did put up, plus a bonus. I also put up a video of the Season 1 trailer. You can go watch it on the show notes page for yesterday's episode, which I entitled Matthew 3 and 4, Jesus Prepares. I'll have a link to that episode in this episode's show notes. You can comment on this episode or any other at comment.lifespringmedia.com or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. 
and I'll share some of those comments on the show. I want to hear from you. Come on. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. My name is Steve Webb. Bye. Bye.